Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with me, Jimena. It's been quite an interesting time where we are today. Last episode, we had our lovely Rebecca joining us, and I hope that all of you enjoy that episode as much as I enjoy doing it. Honestly, a lot of things opened up for me in that episode, talking about cheating and who should diet it and all of the different nuances of working with that particular master. Um, today, we're going to talk about another master. And I think that what I just cue in with what I'm about to say, it creates such a perfect set way for this particular episode. And how I came about dieting this particular plant, it was all a calling. And just bear with me as, I'm share, as, as I share my story of how do I got to diet this particular master, this plant. And the plant that we're talking about is Bobinsana. <laughs> If you remember Rebecca's last episode, she mentioned this particular plant. Um, Bovinsana is a bush. It's not a tree. It's a bush. It sometimes can be between five to six, maybe even seven foot tall. Um, there are masculine and feminine energy, depending on the plant. It's beautiful. The flowers, the shapivos, call them like balloons or something like that because when they open they blossom they're really beautiful it comes from like the mimosa family of plants uh, it's a really 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 beautiful plant to say the least when it blossoms it's incredible and it's considered to be the teacher of love self-love and conditional love is a diet that in my experience was soothing to me. I mean, of course, there was the isolation and it was all of those different aspects that is involved in a master plant. And I enjoy my time away with it. So in July of 2021, I went down to Iquitos for the first time to check out the center, to see the space and to learn from the space and see if that was something that I wanted to embark. If me being responsible of a healing space and running it and doing all of these things was something that it was part of what I wanted to do for my life. And if I wanted to invest time and energy on that. And in that journey, I decided to diet. Before I diet, before I went into the jungle to diet, which that wasn't the reason why I was going to the jungle to begin with. I was going to the jungle to do my advanced training. And I knew that I was going to stay in Peru for 
a length of 21 days. So everything was perfect. Everything was set up for me to be able to do my training, for me to be able to do ayahuasca, and for me to do a few master plans um, due to the time that I had. And I remember when you go to Iquitos, if you ever go to Iquitos with me, I take all my clients to this particular shop uh, that my friend Jesus has. And there's other vendors there that I appreciate a lot, like family members. And every time I go, I stop by and I visit. And they have like incredible like handcrafts and jewelry and clothes and paintings and art and all of this beautiful Shapivo artwork. And there was this particular couple, they're Shapivo, they don't practice, they're not indigenous, they're civilians, and they sell their craft. And they have this beautiful bracelet that they wear and they sell. And some of them had particular patterns in it. And I just kept looking and there were, there were two particular patterns that I just kept getting drawn to in, in the bracelets, in the tapestries, in clothes, and in different things. I just kept getting drawn to this particular pattern. And then I asked, I said, what is this pattern? What's this? And they, they told me they were Icaros. And I, at that time I didn't know what Icaros were, which we know are, uh, the songs of the master plans that they give to those that do master plans. And they said, these are Icaros and that's Bobinsana Icaro. And that one is Chirik, Sanango Icaro. And I said, oh, interesting. I've heard of these two. I've heard these names before. And they said, yeah, they're master plants. And most likely the reason why you are feeling drawn to it is because they're calling you. Hence why I got so emotional in the Rebecca's episode, because I've known for quite some time now that Chirik, it is something that called me from the beginning of the journey. And due to little experience with being in the jungle, working with ayahuasca, dieting plants, and all of the above, I thought that it would be safer for me to do a bobinsana diet rather than going into Chirik. So did my teacher, so did the maestra. We all were in alignment. They were like, no, you can't do Chirik. Um, Bobinsana will be a really good one for you to work with. So I said, let's go, let's do it. So mind me, at this point, I've already been in the jungle for two weeks. I finished my, my Campbell training. I have had three ayahuasca ceremonies so far. And now I'm in deep isolation in the jungle, waiting for the next group to join us and for me to have my ayahuasca ceremony so I can open my dieta and then I can go into isolation. So I go into my ayahuasca ceremony to open my dieta. By the way, best ayahuasca ceremony I've had in my totality of my life. It was unreal. There are no words for me to explain the bliss, the beauty, the discovery, the surrender, the trust, the faith, the love, the creativity, the joy, the connection, the deepness of that ceremony. I became one with the jungle. I was the jungle. The jungle was me. 
I understood myself in ways that I never knew it was possible. I got to talk to the spirit of Mapacho and learn directly from Mapacho. I got to see myself as a child. I got to see myself as a mother. It, it was a combination of so many things that by the end of that ceremony, I was in pure bliss. Like I was in another, it was another level of consciousness for me at the end of it. So the next day I woke up, I got out of the temple. I went into, I got out of the Maloka, sorry. I went into my temple they have taken all my stuff, everything, everything that I own except for my clothes, my journal, my pens, my mapachos, my Palo Santo, my lighter, and that's it. That's all I had with me. And like a little manta, like a little tapestry with me. And that was it. That was the beginning. That was the first day. Then the... um that night they came in or that afternoon they came in. I was in a specific temple in Shaman Flora called Compasión. And this temple is surrounded by Bobinsana. It literally has Bobinsana planted all around the premises. So you are literally covered by the spirit of it or the plants of it or its presence. And they came, they took one of the roots of the Bovinsanas, they scraped it, they put water in it, and then after that, they let it set and they left. I waited, I waited, I waited, and then around like 5.30 or so, they came in, and I say day because there were two two shamans, two women that did my dieta, and they both came in and they blow me mapacho, they did like a little mini ceremony. I drank it. And then after that, they finished smoking and they left. That night, I remember that as the night came, I just started getting ready for bed. And when you are in a dieta, or at least for me, I'm going to speak from my own personal experience. Time is irrelevant because first of all, you don't have a watch. So once the sun goes down and it's dark, doesn't really matter if you go to sleep right then or if you go to sleep later. It just, it doesn't matter. Anyways, there is nothing much f- there for you to do except for journaling or doing art on your journal or, you know, things like that. There is not a lot of things. It's not like you can go out for a hike or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there is not much for you to do except be. So I remember that night I I took my journal, I I write some stuff about them coming in and my experience and just how I wanted the whole week to go and the whole premises of my stay in the diet. And funny enough, when I did my dieta, I had such a hard time sleeping. It's not like I didn't get any sleep, like Rebecca was talking about with Chirik, it was I was in a constant place at night where I was neither asleep or awake. It was like this in between. And I was constantly dreaming. It was the most weird dreams that you can possibly imagine. Like me on a motorcycle running away from a gang with like another man or me like becoming... Um, a grandmother and a daughter and a mom and all at the same time and seeing myself transform. There were so many different 
the stories being told in my dreams, which until today, I don't have a lot of understanding around the meanings of it. I'm still navigating the whole experience of my dreams because there were dreams where I will dream with like movie stars and, and I don't even know what that means. And I was like so deep in curiosity about everything that was happening to me from the dreams to the experience, how I felt. I will wake up in the mornings with the sun and I start guessing the times of the day based on the position of the sun. Cause I told you, I don't, I didn't have a watch. So it was hard for me to say what time was it or when they were going to deliver my food. Cause the maestra will come in with my food in the morning at noon and then in the afternoon. And when I was drinking the medicine, I wasn't having that particular food. So if I was drinking medicine at five, I will only have breakfast and lunch. And then after that, I will have medicine rather than have food. And then I decided to groom the bobin sanas, which if you decide to do a master plan and you're in complete isolation in a room in a tambo, it's just you and nature. Serving nature and giving back to nature within that experience, if your body allows it, is so profound because you create a connection with nature that is unspoken. It's one of those things that I will come out at noon because in the mornings I would wake up, wait for breakfast, have breakfast, and then finally get some sleep. I will get asleep between like nine and noon. And then around noon, it will get super hot. So I wouldn't be able to go to continue sleeping. The heat will wake me up because it was so hot inside the room. And then after that, I will take a shower. I will like bucket shower myself, change, and then go outside and then groom the bobinsanas, cut the dry stems, bring water, water them, clean the, the, the flies from it. I will just take care of it as, as much as I could. And as I did, I will talk to the plant and I will commune with the plant, which that's exactly what we are meant to do when we do a master plan. If I, if you remember me mentioned to you at the beginning of our series, back when, when shamans did master plans, when they diet a plant, they will sleep next to, next to the plant. They will literally sleep next to the plant. And there are certain diets that you, you keep the stick um, of the root with you the entire time, because that creates that bond, that connection. The, the master, the, the dieta is for you to bond with it. Just think about it this way. Think about when you go in a getaway with your significant other or with a friend or someone in your life that you have a deep connection with. What happens in those moments? What happened in those getaways? Your connection, your bond, deepens because you have all these different experiences that now you relate to each other and then you get to know that person at another level. Sometimes in getaways, there is conflict. Sometimes there is play. Sometimes there is adventure. In each aspect of these, what ends up happening is you start learning and knowing that other entity, that other person in a much deeper way. And that's how you get 
that bond and then this particular plan becomes an ally of your journey. The person, the the spirit or the plan that supports you, the consciousness that is always there with you. And on top of all of that, that I just spoke, another thing that I decided to do during my master plan, it was what a lot of you know, a vision board, but a written one. I wrote my plans for my future. I wrote courses that I'm currently teaching. I wrote the vision for the center. What do I envision for the next three years, four years, five years, 10 years? I wrote my my ideal partner and the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. I wrote my development. It was It was kind of like intense seven days of isolation where I put myself away. I went deep into the aspects of my lack of self-love, discover my self-worth in the process, and then step into the courage to take life by the horns and then plan it out. And at the end of it, I always said to myself, when I come out, this is what I'm going to do with my life, which I have, by the way. I am currently in the process of continuing creating the vision of the center that I wrote three years ago. I live with my ideal partner. That is the person that is the gasoline to my tank. And I'm currently in one of the best positions in my life, um, spiritually, mentally, and um, physically. I feel strong. I feel clear. I feel grounded. And not that I don't have challenges, because I do every single day. You wouldn't even know the things that I go through in many different ways, emotionally, mentally, financially, in my relationship with my animals. There is always, there is something going on, which it keeps me on the edge. However, the way I respond, the way I navigate my challenges, which that's what they are, their challenges are not even problems, is so much different that I would ever approach anything in my life. It doesn't block me. It doesn't stop me. It doesn't scare me. And then it helps me to go even deeper in other layers of myself. So like I said at the beginning, one of the things that Bobinsana taught me was love. And after three years of my diet, I'm still learning what is love. One of the things that she said to me, or that I remember, maybe it was her, maybe it was my consciousness, it was the love was everything. And there is this write-up that I wrote about what love is. And I'm not going to read it <laughs> because it's a lot. And I am going to read a little piece just so you know what are some of the words that came to me while I was in isolation. And with that, we're going to close. Love is give and receive. Is the remembrance of someone that someone has when you are about to go on a trip? Is the attention to detail someone has for your needs? Is the excitement you feel 
when seeing someone you haven't seen in a long time is when you share your experiences with a stranger out loud and from your heart. It's a kiss on the cheek, on the lips, on the hand, or on the forehead. It's a connection you create with a partner that lasts a lifetime, even when you're not together. It's the support of your family and friends. It's the news in the radio, TV, and social media. It's on the drop of a leaf and the plantation of a new tree. It's the food we buy and eat. It's the people that work with our hands and teeth, as well as the people that work with our minds and feet. It's in the death of a loved one and the hurt that brings. It's the rainfall, a sky and wind. It's the sunrise and sunset in the dark night and bring ones. It's the killing of an animal to survive and the feeding of it. It's the birth of a new creature, human or not. It's the forgiveness we give to those that have hurt us. It's the rage, the resentment, the pain, and the grief. It's the heartbreak and the tears that brings. And there's like three more pages of that. <laughs> But that's just the first portion of what I've heard, what love is. And as you see, it's pretty deep. And this just like is the beginning of all these beautiful things that love brings. But when I continue reading about it, there is parts that says, is, is the evil, is the rapist, is, is, is the war, is the hurt, is the, the duality of the both, is everything, is everything. And to close this, when we understand the true meaning of love, which I don't know if any of us will ever be able to understand what that really means. And when we allow ourselves to even begin to wrap our heads around that love is not what is in a Walmart card. Love is not only softness. It's also hard and painful. It's, it's multi-dimensional. It's not one-dimensional. Love is just not one thing. Love is more that we can even comprehend. Just remember when someone that you love tells you something or does something, that it feels less than love from your experience. Ask yourself if what they did, they did it because they love you. And if the answer to that is yes, that to them is love, which it doesn't make it right, it doesn't make it wrong. And that's definitely a conversation that all of us need to learn how to move away from because those conversations are toxic. And it helps you understand where they come from is, how they perceive love, then for you to be able to communicate what is love means to you. So then they can display that to you in the way that you understand. So then you can receive it. And then they can give it to you. That is my experience with Bobinsana. This is what I've been learning with this medicine. If any of you that are listening are struggling with understanding love, compassion, 
you're struggling with self-love, with accepting yourself fully and deeply and want to break through that particular conversation, Bobinsana is an incredible, incredible plan to diet. We have a post on our Instagram that talks about Bobinsana, explains not only the emotional abilities that it has, but also the physical abilities that it has. But I think that more than the physical, when we heal the emotional, we heal the physical. We live in a world where we are taught that the physical needs to be healed first for everything else to be well, which I can see that. However, a lot of our physical illnesses are because of emotional illnesses. And if we don't address the emotional, then the physical will continue. And what we'll do is we'll just patch that issue rather than address the root cause, which is the emotional. Anyhow, thank you so much for joining us today. This was pretty amazing for me going back into memory lane after three years of dieting this plant. Um, I hope that all of you enjoy this conversation. I haven't talked about this in a while and I don't talk about it to a lot of people. So now I guess we have it in a podcast form. So now you can share it and give it to other people. And if there is anyone out there in your life that you believe that it will benefit from listening to this particular episode, feel free to share it. Maybe you don't know, you can make a huge difference in their lives just by giving them this information. I hope that all of you have a wonderful, wonderful, amazing time in this beautiful November and getting ready for your Thanksgiving celebration. Remember to be in gratitude, to be gratitude and to express gratitude. Have a wonderful time and see you on the next one. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.